Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to The Clay Project. I'm your host as usual, Evelyn Fair, and today I've got my good sister Rika here and she's going to be sharing her clay story. Hey, sis. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad that we're able to record this. Take two. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honestly. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you so much for your time on this one. That's fine. All right. So so as you already know, and as the people waiting as well, I'm going to ask you a random question. What is one thing that you can do pretty well that no one would guess just by looking at you? Oh, okay. Uh, Okay, I'll say there's probably two things. Okay. Two things, probably two things. I think the first one would be the actual piano. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't really know that just by looking. Um, and your fingers. Will be able to tell by Oh fingers. no, I do I do have piano fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that I means do, you're a real one. That would give it away. That would yeah. definitely give it away. Yeah, because the fake piano players like myself, our fingers are still <laughs> basic. Maybe. It's not there yet. It's not, it's, there not, yet. it's not quite. It's not quite. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess the second thing, I know you only asked one, so extra. But the second thing would be that I can run fast you can run yeah I've run quite fast you know what I wouldn't guess that I don't even know why I wouldn't because you have the physique for it so it makes sense yeah say it I don't know I never think an adult can run I just (laughs) after you finish like secondary school and you know yeah no obviously I'm not I'm not as fast as I used to be but when when the time calls for it yeah Mm -hmm. I, I, I I can run quite fast so yeah. So all these grown-up sports days and whatnot, I shouldn't step to you, oh. basically. Oh, I mean, <laughs> pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last race I was involved in, I won, but that, that doesn't say anything about my skills or, like, how fast I can run. It's just who I was running with. So, um, yeah. Okay, so you can run really fast and you can play yeah. the piano really well. Yeah. Amazing. Alrighty, so whenever you're ready, please tell the people about you and your journey with Christ. Okay, so I'm Dorika, also known as D. I actually got saved when I was 19 years old, so I was in my first year of uni. Um, but growing up, I lived with my mum, my dad, and my younger brother. I do have other siblings, but that was the same at the time. And I was kind of brought up as a Catholic, so, you know, went to the Catholic church your baptism, Holy Communion, confirmation, mm-hmm. all those different things. So as far as I was concerned, I was a Christian. You know, and not only that, I was a good person as well. So, you know, if anyone was to ever ask me, oh, do you think you're going to go to heaven? Then, yeah, you know, I haven't killed anyone. I've done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. That was my belief. But, um, yeah, I'll say that my childhood was good. Didn't really have much issues there. Um, it was only when I turned 13 or around the age of 13 that my parents actually got divorced. Um, And that was quite a shock for me because prior to that, I didn't really ever see my parents argue or anything like that. And as I said, my upbringing was quite good. So home life was good as well. Yeah, I just believe that there was a breakdown in in the relationship or whatever the reason may have been. And that resulted in my mum actually leaving. And I found the idea of that quite difficult because growing up, my dad used to work long hours. So, you know, I wouldn't really see him in the mornings because he'll be at work and by the time he'll come home, that would be the same time that my brother and I would be going to sleep. So mm. I didn't really see him like that. So I was always spending time with my mum. 
So I just remember asking her if, you know, she could take me with her. I, I would say I had a close relationship with her for that reason as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be with her. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say here, I want to be with you. And for my mum, she just decided that, you know, it'd be best if I just stay with my dad because she didn't want to uproot me from school. She was planning on moving to the other side of London. So she just thought, you know, it'd be better if I just stay here. But I didn't see it in that way. So for me, when I kept on asking and she was just like, no, eventually I just felt like, okay, you're rejecting me. Like, you don't want me. That's how I interpreted it. And from that point, I kind of felt like a sense of loss of love um, towards my mum and also towards my dad as well. Because I'm just like, oh, both of you, you know, you've ruined life. You've ruined the way that things are. Like, mm. things aren't the same at home anymore. And even, like, with my dad, my dad did try his best to try and, you know, make sure that life was still the same. But even when we used to go on family holidays, like, I've travelled quite a lot from a young age. So my dad still tries to take us on holidays, but it's just not the same. Mm. And so what happened is that um, as I got older, and even after my mum left as well, I tried to continue taking my brother to church, but, you know, he was he was young. He didn't really care. He was just making a ton of noise. And I was just like, you know, forget it. I'm not going to do that anymore. Life was different. And I just realised that even within myself and how I process things, I just felt like I had no one to talk to at that age as well. I was 13, you know, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in the adolescent stage so it was very difficult in terms of not just family life but with friendships and all kinds of different things that happened at that time and so without me even realizing it I actually entered into depression and it just impacted like my everyday way of living like even to the point where I used to cry every single night while I go to sleep and it was just a very difficult time for me not really understanding why life had to be the way that it was and I just always saw it as, okay, this all life is just one bad event to the next bad event. Nothing's really getting better despite my efforts. You know, it's just a very difficult and challenging time for me. And as, as I said, I felt very alone. I felt like I had no one to go to. So all of this is just going on in my mind, in my life. Um, it impacted the way that I built relationships with people. I remember for me, I then became that kind of person like, okay, let me try and start fresh so say it was like a new year I'll be one of those people like new year new me you know in the previous year like say it was like 2010 or something oh leaving all the bad well we didn't say bad vibes back then but leave all the bad vibes in 2009 you know moving forward that that was me and despite me saying that and claiming that things still remained the same there wasn't really any change really other than the fact that it may have been a new year or so yeah, I moved from secondary school to college. Like, okay, I've now got new friendship groups, but I'm still dealing with the same issues. I'm still carrying this weight on my shoulders. Mm. And it seemed as though there was no relief. And so I just remember, and on top of that as well, like my dad, oh, he was so strict. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my dad was so strict. So he didn't <laughs> let me go anywhere. So I, I just didn't feel like I could really experience life in the same way that my friends were. So I just had a lot of resentment towards him as well. And then um, for me, like my escape was going to uni. So when I went to university, I came into uni with the mindset of, okay, this is my time. I'm going to do things my way on my terms, by my rules. No one can tell me nothing. I'm just going to do me. And I saw that as an opportunity to kind of reinvent myself, to be the person that I want to be. I want to have fun. I want to go out. You know, I want to meet guys. I want to drink. I want to do everything. Mm. And so that that was kind of the lifestyle that I got into when I first started going to uni and I you know I had such a great time but again as I said when I'm alone or in those moments where I'm left with my own thoughts you know 
the pain is still there. The hurt is still there. I'm still struggling with a lot of different issues that I've picked up along the years. And I just remember one time I actually met, um, there was this girl on my course and we actually became really good friends. Like, I met her through drink up and we became really good friends. And I just remember, <laughs> I just remember we had like a really deep conversation. And within that conversation, she was just telling me, it's so random. Like, she was just saying, oh, you know, she really wants to find the church. And so for me, I'm just thinking, what has church got to do with it? Like, why, why would you? Like, I just, I couldn't comprehend why that would be important to her. Because I'm just thinking, like, you know, we're having fun. We're living on life. Why, why do you want to go to church? But, yeah. you know, to, to each their own. And so, yeah, she was just talking about that. I was just listening, like, okay, cool. And then I remember a week later, so she, she got a job on campus. I just remember she, she met somebody. She was just like, oh, yeah, like, this person, like, they just seem really cool, good vibes, whatever. And that um, they invited her to... A drama to me that like, I like acting I like seeing people act like that's something I enjoy so she asked me if I want to go with her to go see this show and I was all the time like oh my gosh yeah like, of course I'll go with you I was like where is it and then she wasn't telling me I was like um hello like where <laughs> where is this like where, where are we going and then eventually she said that she was going to a church and when she said church when I say that my, my face dropped I was just so blessed I was like how would you even ask me to go with you to church like why would we why would you want to do that I was like what so we can go watch some baby Jesus play like I was just so against <laughs> not the so baby against, Jesus you know, I was just so against the whole thing I'm like why would we do it? and then she's like oh please like you know I just thought it'd be good like you know obviously she mentioned that she wants to go to church and this is her opportunity and I don't know if it was the same day or the following day but I thought about it and I was like you know what she could have asked anybody but she's chosen to ask me, like, the least I could do is actually go and support her. You know, this is a big deal to her. So, you know, let me just go with her, you know? So I went with her. But the whole journey there, I was just cussing the whole time. I was like, anyhow, this isn't good. Like, you'll never hear the end of it. I was just cussing, cussing, cussing. And then we got there. But it completely surpassed my expectations. Like, as I said, I'm just used to that Catholic church. And that's the background I come from. But this was a different church. There were lots of young people there. And they seemed really into you know, what they were doing for, for God. Mm. So for me, it was just like, okay, like this is different. Like, it seems good. This is even before the plays even started. Then we watched the play, powerful message. It was really, I think it was something to do with like gang violence, but it had like an underlying message and um, that led back to the gospel. And I felt really touched by that play, but I didn't respond to the altar call. I was just too shy. I was just like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not picking up my hand. Like, there's too much, too many people here. Like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing it. But just as we were about to leave, one of the girls who was in the drama, she actually came over to me and my friend. Like, you know, we literally just get up. Like, she literally came over to us. Mm -hmm. And she just started sharing her testimony. And she was saying how, you know, she used to live, that, that drama basically reflected the life that she used to live, that she used to be involved in like, beating up people and gangs and stuff like that. I was just like, no, I actually didn't believe her. Because if you ever saw this girl, like, she just looked so innocent. But then she showed us the scars on her hands. And mm -hmm. I was just like, whoa, like, this is serious. And, and I started to really take on what she was saying. And one thing she said that really stood out to me was when she said that Jesus gave her a fresh start. And as I said previously, for me, that was all I was trying to do. That like, I just wanted to start over. You know, mm -hmm. I just wanted to start something new, you know, because I've been struggling. I've been carrying this weight and nothing seems to be working. So when she said that, I just remember I was just staring into her eyes. And I really wanted to believe what she was telling me because, you know, sometimes, you know, people tell you things and it always sounds amazing, but then it doesn't really deliver what they're promising you. So mm -hmm. I was just really staring like, oh, you better not be lying to me because I really want to believe what you're saying. 
And I didn't realize it at the time, but it's almost like the Holy Spirit confirmed that, you know, she's telling me the truth. And so when she then offered um, to pray with me and my friend, I was just like, yeah, you know, I, I want to do this. Like, I want to give this a go because it just sounds like what I need. So we prayed. And the next day now, I just felt different. Like, I couldn't explain it. I just felt like there was a weight lifted off my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so I called my friend and I was just like, um, is it just me or do you, do you feel different? Like, I feel like, you know, I just felt, I don't know, I couldn't explain it. I just felt so different. I thought the weight had gone. And so now I started this journey, like learning about, God, learning about Jesus and understanding that, you know, I've been forgiven of my sins. And the only difficult thing for me is that, as I said, I got saved in my first year of uni and I had now lived a certain lifestyle. So it's like, oh no, like, you know, I've got that battle going on. Like, you know, do I, I don't want to do one foot in, one foot out, but it's so hard and so difficult. There's so much temptation, especially because I lived on campus as well. Mm-hmm. So everybody already knows how that goes. So it was just very hard, but, you know, try to press through it. and. As much as I tried, sometimes, you know, I would slip up and it just got to a point where I just felt so bad about the things I was doing. I felt so condemned and I didn't really understand the grace of God. So I just took it as, oh, look at me, I'm just failing yet another thing in my life that's not going right. And so I actually fell away from God and I stopped going to church and I thought, okay, maybe give it a few weeks and I'll go back. And I think it was more because of the shame that I felt. So I kind of stayed away from church. But then a few weeks turned into half a year. And in that time, like life, it was it was a lot worse than it was before. Yeah, it's just it was it wasn't a good time at all. But in that time, I could see that God was still trying to reach out to me because I ended up going to another church and they had a, a women's conference. And I remember going to it with one of my other friends. And the key thing that happened during that time, and the reason why I mentioned this is because during that time, this woman who's sitting a few rows in front of me, she kept on turning around and I didn't understand why she was looking. I was like, I was like to my friend, like, why, why does she keep looking at me? <laughs> why does she keep looking at me? And I just didn't understand. I was one of the people that you don't, don't just be looking in my face, but I don't know you kind of think that's the kind of attitude that I used to have. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the whole day that like, she kept on turning around and it was really irritating me. And then I remember we had like a um like an activity where you have to turn to your neighbor. And it was like an icebreaker kind of thing. And I just remember I saw this woman get up out of her seat and she walked all the way across the road, up the steps and into our row. And I was looking at my friend, I was like, I don't know what this woman wants to do with me, but I already like, <laughs> don't know what she wants from me, but I'm going to tell her about herself. And then before I could even say anything, she literally sat down and she said, God wants me to tell you something. And this woman, when I say she was telling me things that only God himself would have known. She was telling me things about how I felt towards like my mom, my relationship with my dad, telling me about how I felt inside and like the pain. And she just she mentioned so many things that I've kept inside and I've not said to anybody, and I've just had to deal with and struggle with. And not only did she say those things, but she also encouraged me. And she was just telling me, you know, that God is here, that God sees, like you're not on your own. Um, He wants to help you. You need to give your life to Him, like really commit Mm. yourself to Him. And she said all these different things and. I just started bawling. I was just crying. I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, God has actually spoken to me through this woman. Mm-hmm. And when I think about it, it's like, if she didn't do that, that she basically, she doesn't have any, she doesn't have no idea of how much her doing that impacted me. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, like that for me was the turning point for me to actually return back to God properly 
So I made a decision to actually return to the, the church that I originally got saved in because I genuinely believe that, you know, this is a place where I can grow spiritually. You know, I like what they do um, in terms of discipling people. And, you know, I want to do this properly. So I started going there again. And yeah, I've been saved now for about 11 years. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been a journey. And even what I've just shared, like, that is just such a, a small part of my full testimony. But, you know, God was able to not only save me, but help me rebuild those relationships with my parents. And just, I guess, just just appreciate life again, because as I, as I was saying, I just didn't understand life. You know, it was very difficult. He took a lot of weight off my shoulders. I was able to break through in a lot of different areas of my life. So, yeah, I'm just very grateful for that. But, yeah, that's my story. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I keep going back to the woman in your story from the women's conference, right, and just her obedience. Um, It's like, what if she did, you know, what if she said, oh, God, send someone else, or, oh, Lord, I'm so shy, or... God, maybe next conference or you know the yeah. excuses that we make so it's just like you never know what that little you know she just had a conversation with you it wasn't like God was asking for her right foot but that made a <laughs> yeah. whole difference and then you're here sharing your story and it's just like she may not never even listen to this podcast but like yeah. that ripple effect is just yeah it's even convicted me I'm like oh lord you know when you're walking out the streets God's like oh yeah just share with I'm like I know it could be so scary like oh, yeah it, but... sometimes I'm like yo god like I'm tired actually <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm not in the you. best frame of mind but it's so funny but the times that you, I do obey it's like wow even if the person is never like, oh, this is the one thing I've wanted to hear all my life, but it's just like that mm. act, that little act of obedience. So yeah, yeah no. definitely that that part is at least for older Christians, us, you know, anyone listening who might be on the other side, listening like, oh yeah, I've been saved for a while. If God tells mm. you to do something, please do it and do it in the time that He tells you to do as well. Because sometimes we, we like to do our own thing in our own time. That, and, yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. is it. That is it. Oh, that's beautiful. But yeah, and 11 years, that's amazing. Well, keep going. One thing I love about Clay's stories is that the story never stops. Obviously, people share their story. You shared your story today, but, you know, the story's been written yeah. daily. But yeah, thanks, sis, for sharing your story. Thanks for having me. It's been good. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening till the end. If you've got any questions for D, please send a DM to the clay.project on Instagram or an email to theclayproject.pod at gmail.com. Until next time, see ya.